What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, it's Tuesday night. It's been a while. I told you guys that last week. Um, I had, I've been busy. Um, I had uh, one weekend, we were up the St. Lawrence River fishing. I had a tournament up around that way. And then uh, this past weekend, uh, Lake Champlain, the Hobie event. Uh, so I wasn't bullshitting you guys. I was busy. Uh, did a lot of camping, a lot of traveling. Um, but had a great fucking time. Um, dude, Lake Champlain, the Hobie event. Uh, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, that's why I had Kurt Smith on here to talk, you know, talk about it. It was, it was such a, a crazy event. Um, a great fishery, uh, amazing fishery, uh, giant largemouth, giant smallmouth, uh, but a huge body of water, uh, a lot of variables, a lot of different habitats and, uh, weather. Um, God, a south wind on Lake Champlain is, it, it's murder. Uh, it's a murder wind. Uh, it, I, there's no way to explain it. If it, it, it fucked everything up for me, uh, made me dig deep. Um, but it was a good time, man. I learned a lot. I did pretty good for my first Hobie event. Um, I don't know what makes it any different than the other event, but it, it felt different. Um, but I was able to get a limit both days. I think I finished in 30th and be honest, I, I, I told everyone like it was, uh, you know, I was looking for top 20. Uh, but you know, I was talking to some people, um, they said top 30 is not bad. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited, man. Uh, there's a lot to build on, but I'm just happy to get the two limits, um, day one and day two. I think that's a good starting point. I mean, that means I know how to catch fish, but now i got to figure out how to catch those big fish. And uh, Hobie doesn't fuck around. Uh, the people that go there, they're all sticks. Uh, no one's giving up $260 just to, just to play. Um, so i got to figure some things out, man. i got to figure out how to get those big fish and how to get those winning fish um, so I can so, – so people call me a stick. You know, I, w- I want that term. Uh, but uh, – Man, it was a good time. I saw a lot of great people. I hung out with Cody Milton, Simon Morgan, Craig Storms, uh, Catherine Fields. I saw my, my you know, the guest today, uh, Kurt Smith's out there on the water. Um, Mike Iaconelli ran into him a few times. He uh, told me good morning, so I think we're best friends now. Um, but shit, man, just – dude, Kim Wood. Dude, I forgot all about, about my, these guys. Kim Wood, uh, Derek Brundle, um, Tibbins. Uh, dude, just all kinds of people, man. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, I had a blast. Uh, me and my friend Craig Pitts, we camped out together. Uh, we had a, we had fires, beers, hot dogs. Uh, it, it was fucking awesome. Uh, but man, yeah, it was a great event. I, I got a lot. I got I got to figure out, man. Um, and we talked a little bit about in this episode, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But uh, man, uh, big congrats to Catherine Fields. Uh, you know, I, I started talking to her the beginning of last season right before she was going out and do her first Hobie event at Lake Seminole. And just to watch her progression from someone who had absolutely no idea what the hell she was doing to now um, placing third and, you know, the Hobie event. And not just third, but, I mean, like, the competition at that lake was amazing. Like, the top people in the top ten worked their asses off, man. Uh, you know, obviously the guy who got first, uh, he, he pretty much sealed the deal pretty quick. But from second place all the way down, man, like, it was just – it was a, anyone's ball game. And she's just out there just competing with the best – uh, Mike Iaconelli, Drew Gregory. I mean, she's just throwing down, and uh, I'm so proud of her. Uh, she's been through so much, and she's, but she, you know, this is her passion, and she's uh, she's throwing everything into it. And it's just, I'm so happy to see her, you know, be successful. Um, you know, her story and just her approach to life is, I, dude, it's an, it's an inspiration to me, and I'm a hard person to fucking inspire. So, um, just really, I'm really happy for her, man. And I hope she listens to this. I love you, Kate. Uh, keep crushing it. Um, but yeah, man, uh, obviously the other people, um, Drew Gregor got second. Um, 
Travis, I think, is they've got first got place. Whatever, I'm gonna eventually have him on the show. He's a cool guy. Uh, but he worked his ass off for first place. I think he flipped his kayak like twice. Uh, was in the, the was in a hurricane condition situation up there in the northern part of the lake. Uh, but man, just dude, just awesome performance. So uh, that's about all I can say right now about Lake Champlain. Uh, me and Kurt Smith in this episode, we talk about it a lot. Uh, I love having Kurt Smith on the show. Um, he's one of my favorite people to talk to. Uh, he's a, he's an intelligence angler. Uh, but just loves loves to talk about fishing, and uh, you know we're kind of all over the place. Uh, we obviously talked about the, some of the winners, but we talked about uh, just tournament fishing and kind of like you know I feel like I talked a little bit about my struggles a bit more, like some of the things I figured out that I need to work on. Um, and the, my biggest thing is pre-fishing and how that relates to uh, the, you know day one of the tournament. Um, I feel like I'm. <sighs> I'm not doing it right, and so I got to figure that shit out. And so we we talked a little about that, but we talked a lot a lot of shit, man. It was just good catching up and recapping and talking about just an amazing weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, man, Kurt Smith, I can't say enough about the guy. He's he's just a great human being, and I'm lucky to be able to have him on my podcast as much as I get to have him on. Um, but yeah, guys, before we jump in this thing, let me thank my sponsor, Sticks Fishing, uh, six rods that uh, cover all your needs, all your lures, all your techniques. Um, just amazing rods, uh, about a hundred bucks a piece. Uh, and the reason that they're so cheap because they take out the middleman. You can only order them from them. Uh, they got a 90 day, uh, buy them, try or try on, buy them thing. So if you don't like them, you send that shit back. But man, Travis Moran, uh, Nick, the informed fisherman, these guys have been in the, in the industry for a while. Uh, they know their shit. They love educating anglers and, uh, they're just very passionate about this. And I was, I was, I was very fortunate when they reached out to me. I've been using these rods for about two years now. Um, and this season they, they asked me to be part of the team. And I'm stoked. These rods have made fishing so much easier for me. Um, I'm not a you know a, a fishing rod guru. I don't need these uh, Pacific whatever things that, that people tell you that you need. And with these rods, I just get six. I can use these six rods for anything. And I know you fucking assholes keep talking shit. I have more than six rods. Yes, I do. Some rods use braids. Sometimes I have four. Whatever. There's a, there's a difference in the way that I use them. But I use only these six rods. Um, and I love them. Uh, so make sure you check them out. Uh, use discount code darkwaters, but hurry up though. They're, they're selling out, man. I think they sold out on a lot of their finesse rods. Uh, the number one, number two. So, uh, go check them out. My favorite rod right now is that reaction stick. Uh, the number four, I uh, use it for my chatter baits, uh, my crank baits, uh, a whole bunch of variety. Also, dude, I love the five, the surface rod. I've been, you know, I love fishing the frog, um, and I was flipping and shit like that. So check them out. Uh, use that discount code. Um, uh, we're powered by Dakota Lithium. Big fan of Craig Storms. I don't know how it became buds, uh, but I love these batteries. Uh, they've hooked me up. Uh, they, they, dude, they're just amazing. Uh, I use the uh, uh, the Power Box all weekend. Uh, I use their, their shit, the Power, my, my, my Fish Finder. I mean, it's. It, it, I was camping out, so I didn't have a lot of access to uh, to uh, electricity. So these things lasted. And they performed outstanding. So make sure you check them out. No discount codes for them yet, but uh, we will be doing some giveaways. Um, also, check out Exxon Lures, the best plastics. I can't say enough about them. Um, I was using their, their their version of the stick bait, the center stick bait, um, Texas rigged, and I, I caught a lot of fish on that. I mean, it's just a stick bait, so you can catch on any. But still, I'm, I'm sponsored by Exxon Lures, so that's what I'm that's what I'm telling you. Go check them out. But they're adrenaline crawl. I love that. I love that thing. I've been using it all season. Uh, a lot of success with it. But, dude, their colors is what I'm, I'm more fascinated about, man. They got some badass colors. Check them out. Use discount code, capital D, capital W, fi- uh, 15. Get yourself a discount. And last but not least, Rogue Fishing Company. Look, I've lost two rods this year. After all the shit I talk about, people losing their shit, and they shouldn't because they should be buying uh, shit from Rogue Fishing Company to save their shit. 
I still fucked it up. So don't be like me. Buy their shit. Use their shit. And use discount code DARKWATERS. And that's all I got to say about that, guys. That's it, man. Kurt Smith's glad to have him back on the show this past weekend. The past two weekends for me have been awesome. A lot of fishing. Uh, what's coming up next for me? Des- definitely doing the Susquehanna River. I think I said that. If not, Jake Harsman will make fun of me. But we'll just call it the Sussy for now. But the next Hobie event out there, I'm doing that at the end of the, uh, next month. I got a few local tournaments up here in July. And I'm not 100% sure about August. I really want to do lacrosse. Um, I'm really I'm really addicted to this Hobie shit right now. Um, so lacrosse is something I'm really, really eyeing. Uh, but hey, anyone who's going to these tournaments, reach out to me. I don't know what my uh, my lot, you know, my my lodging plans are. Uh, if you got a, a couch, a backyard, or something like that, maybe maybe I can stay with you. I don't know. Uh, but whatever. I'm just looking to hook up with people who are, are traveling to these tournaments. Maybe we can cut the, cut the cost or whatever. But uh, reach out to me. I'm looking forward to these events. Uh, dude, the seasons. I feel like it's halfway over. Uh, so we got we got to crush what's left of it. So the sun's up. Summertime. That frog bite's coming at us. So, I don't know. I'm excited about everything. But I'm rambling too much uh, just because it's been a long time and I miss you guys. But, uh, anyways, I'll talk to you guys again soon. Ciao. What's up, Kurt? How you doing? Good, man. How about you? Good, man. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm uh, I'm, I'm pretty goddamn exhausted. <laughs> well, yesterday I drove 14 hours, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I came home right after uh, we got done fishing on Sunday. It was only like three and a half hours for me, so I just, but still, when I got home yesterday, I was dead to the world, and today, like, I was trying, I was trying to do some squats, and I was like, I don't know if I feel like squatting, because who, who, who would have thought that pedaling, you know, you put, put on some mileage. Yeah, I put on some miles. Dude, like my glutes hurt like I did squats. Like my, my ass has been sore for like two days. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty tired, man. My legs and lower back. I mean, it's a lot of waves. You know, you, you did way more water than I did, man. You, I mean, you were running from that other ramp. I mean, I yeah. see you around. I heard you cussing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> did you really hear me cussing in the morning? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean I believe you because I absolutely did. I was bitching about so much in the morning. Uh, you know, the wind, the grass, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to get around that point so I can get to my, you know, because it was shallow. It got real shallow. I got stuck on the rocks for a little bit uh, because, you know, it just. And that grass, and you have a prop drive. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like the two just just don't like each other. No, no. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and it, it was funny because you know, I went back to the same spot like two or three times. You thought I would have had it f- figured out by now, but every every morning was like shit. God damn it! What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but man, uh, you know, it was really cool. Like, I couldn't think of a better way to meet you in person than like within the first two hours on the water at Lake Champlain during a Hobie event, right? Yeah, yeah, that was cool, man. That was really cool, you know. And that's what these events are all about, man. Meeting, meeting everybody. You know, we've talked more than a few times and stuff. You know, it's it's cool to see each other in person. You know, for the brief time that we did. Is it weird though? Like, you know, I, I could see you. You know, I saw someone. You know, probably about five hundred, whatever, 
I could tell it was you right away. I don't know how. I, I knew it was you. <laughs> I, I could just tell. Uh, you know, so it was. You know, it's. It, it was good, man. It was a good time. Uh, probably one of my favorite things. I didn't do well. But you know, when I say that, you know, all things considered, I did really well. But you know, when you look at the, the fish that everyone caught, it's like I really wish I would have hooked in some of those big ones. Not necessarily to win the tournament. Just God, there were some big fish out there. There really was, man. When, I mean, I pre-fished uh, from two. I pre-fished a bunch. I had a fair amount of time to pre-fish there. And man, I tell you, I, I I've had some really fun pre-fishing trips, but this one has topped them all. This this I, I don't care who you are. Go to Lake Champlain and go catch fish, man. There are so many big fish in that lake, and. So many different places hold big fish. It's not like, oh, this one little boulder did it. Man, it is like, it, it's a cool lake. It's really, and it's really pretty up there. Now I really enjoyed myself. I mean, I, it, I think, it, I think looking back at it, I think it was the, uh, there were so many habitats to choose from the, the fish at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was, you know, I, I, you know, I'm from New York. I fished Lake George, which is like, you know, five minutes away from the southern end of uh, the Champlain. I'm just like. But it's, it's, it's nothing compared to like Champlain. Champlain just has like so it's so diverse. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a river feel to it. There's an offshore. There's a smallmouth bite. There's a, a largemouth bite. There's a combined bite. There's a frog. Bite. I mean, whatever you want, you can absolutely find it on uh, Lake Champlain. And it, it was almost overwhelming at first because it's like, how do I break this lake down? Like it was just so much to take in. Like I, like two days of pre-fishing wasn't enough for me. Oh no, I mean, man, let's face it. Honestly, this is one of those lakes that's so big that a year of pre-fishing wouldn't be enough. Yeah. You can't you can't break down the whole lake. This isn't one of those lakes you can go to and dissect it into a grid and be like, okay, that's check, that's check, that's this, this place is just so monstrously big. Yeah. Um, and it, it is cool. And like and there's so many rivers coming into it. You know, that's the other thing though, you know, if you haven't been there, you don't look at it, man. There are these rivers that come into that thing on both sides. That's just amazing, man. Just amazing. Yeah. I went back and fished some of them. I didn't do any good back in them, you know, for anything large. Obviously, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, what I found out, like, you know, I was watching the, uh, the leaders board and uh, the other uh, winner, it looked like he was fishing like one feet deep of water and like a rock. I couldn't figure out where he was at because. Like I said, it was so big and like it was so there's so much unknown about it. But it's like when you saw the picture, it's like, where the hell is this guy fishing? You know, not that I'm trying to cheat or anything, but still at the same time, it's like, where do you find wants to know where the big fish were caught, right? I mean, that's just uh, something that we all we're all curious about, right? We'd all like to know exactly where and and to see how it laid up. You know, it's kind of funny you say that. I, 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 I know where he was fishing just because it was. People talk, you know. There's other people who launched with them, but uh, um, you know, he was in the right area. And did uh, and where he fished, I know he's got big balls. Oh, he's yeah. got really big balls because there is zero protection, zero protection from the south wind there, man. I mean, he's yeah. He, I mean, I wouldn't go fish there. You know, like we're looking back, you know. No, that yeah, when I look back, I think about some of the mistakes I made. Not really mistakes, but like some of the things I, you know, there's a lot of things that, that, that forced me to fish the way that I had to fish. Um, and a lot of it was the wind. And it was just like. Absolutely. But, 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 but the thing is, though, some of those people who, who took the chance, went out there and braved it, those are the ones who really 
but paid off, man, right? And they also had those areas all to themselves, right? Yeah. I mean, and let's let's face it, man. That the, the uh, Bond, the guy who won it, uh, he flipped twice. He yeah. flipped his kayak twice. I mean, he, you know, I mean, he. The, the thing that I just find so awesome about the whole story, man, isn't just that he wanted on smallies, right? Great big smallies on a killer place that's like set up perfect for smallies, right? Yeah, uh, and then he flipped twice, and that's all this big story, and just how epic it was for him to make it all happen. Because um, I've been listening to all the stuff he's been doing and everything, and and but it, it, it's it's Kate, man, it's third place. That's just yeah. really, you know, Vaughn, he did such a great job, but it's like this whole package for this event. You know, it's all these different people that kind of came out of, I don't want to say nowhere, but, you know, Vaughn hasn't done a whole lot of national stuff. I haven't heard about him before. And all of a sudden he came in and boom, put the hammer down, caught him on smallies in an epic way. And then we got Kate's story too, man. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's just so cool, man. And I had such a good time up in, up in New York. I just, you know, I've had a lot of really good times this year, and I seem to say this, like, after every tournament. But, man, New York's my new favorite place. I will drive 14 hours to go back there and fish in a drop of hat, honestly. That's how awesome the lake was. That's just – and everything else. But back to the tournament anyway. With Kate and everything, the awesome stories that have come out of it, you know, to see Kate's really hard work for the past two years, you know, I got to stay in a house with her. I got to know her a little bit, man. And, you know, she's had her own struggles physically, you know, and, right. and with your daylight, you know, your regular life and stuff. And to see her go from someone who just really had a lot of desire, but maybe not enough, not very much knowledge to someone placing top three in a Hobie event and knowing what she did, and was confident in what she did and found the fish. I mean, it's just really, that's why yeah. I love seeing, man. I love seeing that development of people's anglers. You know, I, I've been very fortunate because I, I you know, I talked to Kay, Kay uh, right, right before, like uh, she did her first Hobie event. Um, you know, like I, I was just starting my podcast cast out. She might've been like my fifth or sixth guest, but I thought she was very interesting because she was doing that, uh, that fishing every day. Um, and then, um, you know, yeah. was just was gonna go do a Hobie event, and she lived all the way in Utah, and she she had no plan. She was just gonna fly there, meet up with someone, borrow a kayak, fish. Did absolutely horrible. Uh, and then, but you <laughs> watch her though; it's like it lit a fire, and she just kept going back and kept doing all these events and started traveling across the country. And 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 you, and I say this with as much love as I possibly can because I absolutely love the girl. But like she, I mean, you just watch her. She sucks. She sucks. She, but but then, but if you watch her, she got better. And got better and got better. And then, like, you're just watching her. Like, you know, she went from, like, not being able to catch a fish to catching a limit on day one but struggling on day two to, like, catching a limit on day one and catching a limit on day two to placing the top 20 to having her name within the top 50 of, you know, the, the of the Ingram of the Year points to now winning her first event. And I was very fortunate, though. I was actually – when I was up there, I launched from the same place she did for three days in a row. Uh, you know, my second day of pre-fishing, I launched with her. Day one, I launched with her. Day two, I launched with her. So I had, like, the – you know, like the, the privilege of, of coming back each day and like seeing, ah, the biggest, seeing her at the ramp. Yeah, cool. you know, it's, it's like she, she grabs me, gives me a hug and like, oh, my God, Josh, like, this is the greatest day ever. And I'm over there crying. She's crying. Uh, you know, it's just because, you know, you, I've watched it. I've had her on the show so many times. And I know her struggles. Like to see her accomplish what she accomplished, I'm just like, for one, it puts things in, 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 in a check. Like 
if, you, if you're in the mindset where you, you don't think you can be competitive in this sport, you're absolutely wrong. Because I can tell you, Kate was not very competitive uh, when I first talked to her at the beginning of last year at all. But now she's placing – she's top three. She's going to the uh, tournament champion. I'm not sure where her where her ranking's going to be now as far as anger of the year run, but I know it's not going to be as bad as it was the day prior to this. Oh, you know come I mean? on, man. Third place, yeah. man. Yeah. 298 points. That's a that's a big upgrade, man. That's just yeah. Yeah, yeah be more proud of said, seeing that whole development has been killer, man. And seeing, you know, and she probably doesn't appreciate, you know, no one appreciates the struggles, really, I don't think. And maybe she does, you know, but to, it makes me appreciate the things that I've been through when I watched her develop, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that, that I started late like she did. You know what I mean? And it, and it was like an uphill battle. But seeing Kate and seeing her enthusiasm lights me up. You know, it gets me excited, you know. And then I'm like, ah, this next tournament looks awesome. You know, and, and honestly, like last year, Kate inspired me. And, and I'll tell you exactly why. As I saw her at Susky, and she had drove all the way there from Utah, and we went out and had dinner and stuff. And I had such a crappy – I mean, dude, you know, Susky, it was just the worst event ever for me last year, right? And uh, – and I'm driving home, and I'm, I'm kind of bummed out. I'm a little burned out on driving and stuff. And I'm like, I'm only driving eight hours. You know, and then I, and I start thinking about it. I'm like, she drove like 20 hours. And so I start putting things into perspective. Like, gosh, man, I mean, and she's, you know, and I'm like, this is all, uh, what am I complaining about? And that kind of, re- it kind of reset my mind and inspired me to not think of eight hours as being very far to drive. Yeah. You know, and that was before she did anything. So Kate's just a very inspiring person when you talk to her, you know. And she's yeah, just such a genuine love for the sport. Yeah, you know, if I think I, think I had to think like, like what you really dumb problems were like I like it's like why am I putting so much into it? It's just fishing, it's just kayak fishing. Even though I you know I really enjoy it, but I get in these moments because it's like, what does this all mean? What am I working for? And blah blah blah. And, you know, I start I mean, my mind goes in these weird places and then I see her, it's like, oh, that's why I want to do this because I love it. I really enjoy it, and it's okay to be passionate about something. It's okay to chase weird dreams or, or things that people don't understand. It's okay to, to, to put everything you have into something that you really enjoy, uh, and, and regardless of what it gives back to you. Uh, you know, None of us will probably ever get rich off doing this or, or whatever, but the, the, the moment like – when you look at her and how she lives in the moment, it's just like, ah, that's, that's what a happy life is. That's what, that's what a good life is all about is, it, it, you know, is living with some kind of pa- – you know, with a passion or, uh, you know, whatever. Like, and, and not, not, not always – expecting something you know yo absolutely man and just like you said living in the moment man and having something to be passionate about makes life worth living because quite frankly man day-to-day life is just i mean i don't know about you dude it's just not it, it doesn't like give me up doesn't lift me up you know now right. i don't have kids like you do you know what i mean and i think that changes things a lot for people you know and, and i see it in my friends that have kids because it lights them up you know so for me, I like I need these passions. I need these distractions in my life. Um, I mean, I just and, and, and Kate just you know anytime I start feeling burned out or anything like that, and you just look at Kate, and it just changes everything. It just yeah, re- re- rejuvenates you and stuff. Yeah, and to see her do it at such an epic fishery where so many big fish were caught, it wasn't like she came to. Uh, 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 fishing where it was hard and stumbled on something, 
she came to it when these guys were laying it down, man. They were yeah. putting in big bags, and she came in, she was right there with them, third place. Yeah. Right with them, man. You know what? I really look back at it. You're absolutely right. When you watch how that top ten developed, like, it, it was like no one's – like, it was one person dominated, like, real quick, and we'll give that to, we'll give that to him, you know, because he found – Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, 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 but everyone else – Everyone else was uh, was uh, trying to get up there uh, to the top, and to, like to see her like really like go head to head with Cody Milton, head to head with Greg, or oh, sorry, Drew Gregory with uh, Mike Iaconelli, uh Matthew Zap. I mean, all these guys, especially some of these guys who know how to fish Northern Lakes too, as well. And to see her up there like just battling it out. Um, Think about that in front of Mike Iaconelli, man. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, how awesome is that, dude? How awesome is that? Yes. Legit pro, legit pro. Who's really putting everything he has into it. You know what I mean? He's not coming in and, 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 and not pre-fishing or just giving it away. He's coming in when he gets two days of pre-fishing. Some people like myself had more pre-fishing and he still smoked us. You know what I mean? And yeah. Kate beat him. That's awesome. Yeah. A middle-aged woman who started, fishing two years ago <laughs> yeah 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 man you know, and honestly i think this says a lot about the kayak community yeah and it, because so many people in the kayak community put out great content for others to learn from man and i think and i think a lot of us don't hold back on these little tips and tricks because you know i've watched a lot of videos to learn stuff to watch how video, to see how people make their videos and what content they're putting into them, and and I, I really notice, and I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I really notice the kayak guys putting out the best content for how to catch fish, not yeah. holding back, putting those little weird tips and tricks and how they're tweaking their baits very subtly to make them the better bait. Because let's yeah. face it, man, this is all about degrees. You know what I mean? One degree better. You know, one percent better is way better. You know, you're catching a bigger fish. You know, yeah. And I just think that's helped everybody learn more and get better faster. Like Kate, you know, I mean, because she's obviously gotten better faster. Now, I will say this too: Kate yeah. puts more time on the water than most people I know. Yeah, I, I mean, just straight up, you, you know, on the water. Right. You know what I see though, Kurt? Like, cause, like maybe I'm just fortunate enough where I had the podcast and I'm able to. To really see like how the community really go, you know, I talk to so many different people. I want to become friends with so many people, so I'm very fortunate. But you know, like, one of the things I see about people is that, dude, like just running the podcast. You know, how many times like I get conversations from like really great anglers giving me tips, uh, not 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 selling me bullshit or selling me products, but no shit, like like you know, like breaking down a chatterbait for me. You know, like, dude, I, I can call Jake Harshman right now, who's a pretty good stick himself, and he'll yeah. he, dude, he will he will give me all the information I need. He's not selling me shit. He's not trying to get me to buy a rod. He's just telling me, and I don't know why he does it. And then you watch someone like Kate, like she travels the country. She stays with all these people, and they take her fishing and, and things like that. You don't really see that, like in, in any other like competitive field that I know of, where everyone's trying to beat each other. Like here, it's just like, dude, the information, the flow of information, and like the the uh, the things we build here are like are second to none. Um, it, yeah, we're all trying to win, and we're all trying to you know get to these big events, but at the same time, I've never seen people so like open and, and able to share their information and, and not really feel threatened by each other. I mean, don't wrong come game day. It's, it's, it's game day. But other than that, like, I mean, I stayed with Cody Milton on Wednesday night and we were talking, he, he was giving me all kinds of advice and, and secrets to, to the sport. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't, I, 
I, I played a sports. You know, I've done things that don't happen anywhere else or that I know of. Oh, no. This is something different, man. This is really something different. Um, <clears throat> and it's not – you're not going to find this stuff in other fishing venues or other fishing uh, style stuff, you know. You're not going to find it in, in a lot of other sports in this style of stuff. And we really – are very lucky and, and and I feel incredibly privileged to be in the fishing in into kayak fishing at this moment, right? Because I don't know if it could get any better. It can right. get bigger, but it can't get any better. You know what right. I mean? Everyone, like you said, no one feels really well, very few people feel threatened by other kayak anglers. You know what I mean? Yeah. All like we are brothers and sisters in it. You know, we're all out there to do our best, you know, and I genuinely feel like everyone who's doing this really wants the best person to do best. They don't want to like necessarily beat somebody, but they just want to be their best. They want to do yeah. the best day on the water, man. You know, and it, it's just such a cool thing to be a part of right now, man. Yeah. You know? I think if you think right I'm not this like, overtly social guy either. You know, yeah. I, mean, I don't run around. I'm not a Chad Hoover. I don't run around and, you know, light up the room and make and, and talk a lot of funny jokes. But I've made so many killer friends through this that are lifelong friends now. We're, we're very lucky at this moment, man, right now. I'm kind of pushing yeah. You know, you know, like, you know, like caveat on that. It's like, dude, there's so many. Like, and there's like, we're, we're all like each other's cheerleaders, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, dude, like yeah. dude, winning a tournament or doing good or, or placing a check, dude. Dude, expect to get a thousand messages, a thousand, uh, you know, yeah. like whatever, and, and everyone just commenting and, and, and praising like the work you did. Like, there's no like, it's just weird. Like, I, I, like I look forward to doing good tournaments because I, I get so much love from everyone. Um, you know, it's just telling me, oh god, you come so so far. You know, look, when I do bad, it's like, dude, you could have done a lot worse, but you did. I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a really cool. And I, I'm like you, I, I kind of feel lucky that we are where we are because. I don't think it gets any better. And you know, I tell people who want to get who want to support to grow. Like, I'm not saying I don't want to grow, but just understand that, like, the bigger it gets, the less of this that it's going to be. It becomes more of a, you know, more of a business or more, or more whatever it's going to be. But like, it, it changes the bigger it gets. So, I'm not saying I don't want to get big. I'm just saying cherish the moment while you have it because it's not always going to be like this. I imagine. No, it's not, man. <clears throat> and honestly, I went through something like this with mountain biking. I, I kind of came into mountain biking like in like the golden age of it. And it had this like really great vibe to it. But then as it grew, you know, and more different people came into the sport who wanted to have it go one way or this other way, it did change the sport, man. And it kind of lost that really cool vibe. And I just, you know, it's just awesome to be a part of it and to see the growth in the, in, in the sport, man, because the Hobie events are blowing it wide open, man. Showing, yeah. I think the Hobie events, bar none, are showing how competitive we are. And the motorboat guys, I think, are, like, really seeing that and taking it to heart. I mean, we're bringing real names to the sport, you know. Like, Iconelli came to this, man. He had to wait through the drive line like everybody <laughs> else, man. There yeah. was no, like, special pull-off. Here you go, man. See, you know, get a special treatment. He was just – he was treated like another guy. He got no special anything. And to see a guy – and let's face it, man. He, he, is, he is the top of the food chain. You know, if, if we're all sharks, he's the biggest shark, you know, coming around. He's made a living, a real living, a good living off of fishing, you know. 
Yeah. And to see him come into kayak fishing and really embrace it and really see him ignited by it, man, you know, it's something else. Because if you're, if you're, if you're at that level and you're getting excited about fishing again, man, yeah. it's pretty cool. That's it's, it, it just shows that this is so special right now. No, no, I agree. I mean, it doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be really I mean, interesting. Not that, but I mean, like the guy. Yeah. So, all right, man, well, let's talk a little bit about our uh, experience at Champlain. Um, I know um, I can't complain. Uh, I got limits both days. It was my first Hobie event. It was probably the uh, – out of all my tournaments that I've done, even though, it was one of my favorites. I don't, there's something about the vibe. Like I felt like, I felt competitive. Um, and, and then, you know, once I got that first limit and my limit, I'm like, oh, shit, like I can do this. Uh, this is – you know, like, I'm, I, you know like, I'm, not, I'm not as bad as I used to be. I can come in here and I, and, you know, I, can, I, can, I can make a run run for it obviously the the, the elements kind of dictated how to fish and i didn't get to fish the way i wanted to but that's the, that, that's the sport and that you know and it's the it's the choices you make after that uh when everything kind of goes you know falls apart that really sets you apart but uh dude it was a great event but tough um i don't you know, i know a lot of guys caught a lot of big fish but i think everyone really had to work uh for what they did that day like i don't think it was anything easy given even the winner when i heard his story i'm like <clears throat> i'm like dude that guy earned his shit um there was nothing yeah. easy about that at all so <laughs> You know, and he wasn't—he wasn't the only one that flipped this kayak. There's a Matt, uh, I think it's Zapla, I think is his name. He flipped this kayak. I read—I read his. Uh, um, yeah. Read one of his. Th- it was a tough one. Um, a, a lot of wind. Um, and then I—I I, I feel like the largemouth were kind of in a funk. Um, you know, I'm not making excuses, but they're not. They weren't acting as like the way I thought they were going to be acting. Uh, they're—they're they're hard. To, they're difficult to find for me. Well, you know, I think what was happening because you know we were in the same area. Um, I think the largemouth were just barely post-spawn, yeah. so they were in a funk there. You know what I mean? Because I, I caught one with a bloody tail that was off, yeah. it was off the nest. I didn't realize I caught it off the nest until I let it go and it swam right back down to it. And then I saw it, and then I was like, oh, it's this nest right there. Um, so I think they, I think that's what was going on where we were, you know. Because when I went pre-fishing, I'll be honest with you, man. I was just, I was so focused in on smallies. I didn't, I didn't care what the weather said for the weekend. I just went and chased smallies all week long. I never even once went looking for largemouth. I caught a couple largemouth, but I never once went looking for them pre-fishing, man. I went to main lakes, smallie places that I thought looked good, man. And I, I'll tell you, I had a really good time, man, pre-fishing. I got into the smallies good out there, but you know, and, and this is what he said, man, the weather came up and then I started realizing that the weather up there on Lake Champagne is a lot different than it is. they say, you know, 20 mile an hour winds out of the south. I mean, that's a big deal there. You know, that changed everything for me because I started realizing that because on Friday it was pretty windy. Yeah. And when I went out to the, I went up to this main lake flat, man, I, I did the waves were crashing over my front of my boat. And I got back, there was a lot of water in it. There was a couple of times I got caught like diagonal or sideways. So that wave hit me and it, it just, it kind of unnerved me a little bit. I knew the weather was going to get worse the next day. So I chickened out on my main spot and where I saw you, I went in there blind. My buddy said, Hey, I caught a few fish over here, man. And I was like, Do you care if I come and just fish? You know, and he's like, No. So I came down there and I was just like, I was like pre fishing for me, just kind of searching around, you know. And it, it was, it was, you're right. It was a little, it was tough over there, man. It was not a give me bite. 
No, but you know, I was like you too. Like, you know, I, I did go down south to uh, Ticonderoga or whatever, and I fished down. I'm there. Uh, the water was dirty. The wind was going. I'm like, oh, I got to figure something else out. And I, I wish I would have stayed down there longer because uh, obviously there was a, a – eventually there wasn't a really good bite there. But the thing is, when I went up north and I fished where we were fishing it the day before, you know, I found a few fish on beds. Uh, I caught a really big one. I think she was in transition from, like, from, uh, you know, from uh, – spawn to post spawn like i i feel like i literally caught her like i, I was looking around it's really shallow and I, and I see something moving i'm like oh shit that's a big fish and so i just throw a chatterbait and just landed in front of her getting anything else to throw the time and she she aggressively hit it i'm like oh shit and i pulled her out of the water her tail, and I, I felt like she was like i feel like she was done and she was heading uh to deeper waters and then like you know a few feet over i saw another bed i'm like okay that's interesting and then that was the only beds i found and then um you know i went down south and i started finding some of the guys i, I guess they were probably Probably just males that were got done um, with a nest, and they were and they were, they were getting ready to guard uh, fry. I think that's all I caught. But other than that, man, like I went to all these juicy spots that looked like places that largemouth wanted to be. I mean, the grass was just amazing there. Uh, it, it had everything. It had everything. It had everything you wanted. But man, like I mean, like I, I spent so many hours flipping and, and 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 just trying to figure out where these fish were, and you know. You know, I found them, but it was this. There was there was nothing I could really do with it. I could never like, I never found a bite where I'm like, oh, I figured it out. It's all like, oh shit, I caught a fish, and then an hour later, like, all right, there's another one. But there was never any pattern or anything like that. It was it was a, it was a really tough, like, frustrating day for me because I didn't know. And here's like the worst part, because like, I went so far down there, and the wind was so bad. I think this is what kind of screwed me over is that I didn't make any big movements because I didn't know if I was gonna be able to get back to go fish. You know, what I mean, you know, like, yep. the, the, the saying is never leave fish to find fish. It's like. I know there's fish here, but I haven't found any winning fish. But if I leave here, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get back because that when that wind blew, it blew it in a way like I mean, like I try. I left one time, like day one, you know, two hours before the end, and I, I was gonna try to get back to my spot because I was I was struggling. I'm like, all right, go spend the next you know hour, maybe you can upgrade a little bit. But I couldn't get back there because that wind got so bad, so I ended up getting stuck. Uh, I started fishing really sloppy, uh, you know, just no 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 focus or whatever. And then finally, I saw you. And I heard you scream probably for like, like a half mile away. I guess you caught your last fish or your, your fifth fish on day one because you were struggling as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got three fish right away in the morning there. And then I didn't have any fish the rest of the day. And then my biggest fish, too, was my last fish. So I was just like, I can't, you know. It was one of those days, like you said, everything was kind of going sideways for me. You know, I couldn't go fish where I wanted to. I wanted to do the smallie thing. And I couldn't do that. So I had to. Go somewhere where else, and I'm fishing for largemouth, and I wasn't really in the largemouth mindset, and yeah. things weren't going my way, really, and man, it sure did feel good towards the end of the day to catch a good fish and have it be my last fish at the same time, man. I mean, that felt really good, you know? Yeah, well, I thought it was Ike. I thought I thought it was Mike Iaconelli up there or something like video. <laughs> <laughs> you're so you're so excited. But you know, like, what do you, what, what do you think? Like when you get in a situation like that. Cause like one of my problems was like, okay, I know this area. I don't have any other real plan right now. And like, you know, taking a chance to leave that, it felt foolish to me. Um, and it, it, it did kind of work out for me because I was able to put up a limit, but I was I was never on both days. I was never really able to put up a big limit or you know a limit that got me over over eighty. Um, and I, you know, it, it, there's times like, okay, I know there's fish here, but there's never gonna like this. this, this there's no big fish here. I got to move. But it's like, well, where do I move? And if I get there, what do I? What am I going to do when I get there? Like, how am I going to break it apart? Because I didn't pre-fish a lot of areas, or you know, you know whatever. I, you know, I was going to move to a spot. Like, 
unknown. Like, what am I going to do here? Is it going to be better? It's just like, you know, when we try to make those decisions, it's like, it's, it's kind of scary because it's like, you're, you're in a weird funk now. It's like, do I stay? Do I go? Uh, what's the benefits of staying? What's the benefits of going? Because there's, 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 I definitely knew the cons of both. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, dude. And that's always the hardest decision to make during a tournament is like, because if you really want to do well, you can't just catch fish at a Hobie event. No. You have to catch big fish. Yep. You can't just go catch fish because everyone's going to be doing that. Everyone's going to be catching these. Everyone there can catch fish. You have to catch big fish. That's really hard. And I'll tell you, since we were fishing the same area, and I kind of, and I don't know exactly where you were fishing, you were kind of more in the back of the cove than I was. Um, you know, and, and, and with the situation with the wind, and you couldn't go main lake, because honestly, if I was thinking to go catch more consistent big fish, I would have been moving more main lake. But yeah. then once you got out there, that wind was kind of nutty in the afternoon, especially where we were. Um, and you have to go main, way main lake. I don't think where we were was like a spot for big fish on the main lake either. I would have stayed. You yeah. know what I mean? I would have been like, there's got to be one back in here in the mix. You know what I mean? I might have might have pulled out to that grass a little bit more and started just throwing stuff in the grass because they were. I think that's what happened is a lot of them. These guys have spawned and they have pulled out to that grass where it's just like two, three feet deeper, and they're just bedding down in that grass, just hanging out, waiting to feel a little better before they move on and start yeah. to you know be more aggressive because there wasn't a whole lot of deep water back in there. No, and th- th- that was my thing. I was thinking about because I was going to try to do that. Because I, I can tell you now, I was all the way back, you know, fishing like the grass that was like, I mean, pretty much all the way back in there. And, you know, I was finding fish. I was flipping into like some like the, like you, I guess, I guess you would call it like grass points where like the grass was just a little bit different than everything else. And I was fine. I was finding little guys there, but like I knew that if I wanted to find big ones, I had to go and, and get out kind of more like the middle of that area. But the problem was, was the wind, whenever it came down that, when it came down that goddamn mountain, like it told you it was 20, but it wasn't, it was, I mean, I can, I can paddle through 20. I couldn't paddle back through this. Um, it was, it was bad. Like it hit me like hurricane gust winds or something like that. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So uh, local it, down there told me if you see the prediction of 20, it's 40 on the lake. He said it doubles. He goes double anything you see for wind on the lake. And I think he's right. I think he's right. Man. Like you said, there's no way that was there's no, dude, that, when that wind was blowing in the afternoon, back where we were, it was dude that was howling. That was I could I can do twenty mile an hour gear back home all day long. Yeah, you know it's wet, it's wavy, but there, man, no way, no way. No way. <laughs> and, and like the way it controlled my kayak was scary too, because I would try to get I was trying to move, and it it, it dictated which way my kayak was going to be. I'm like, if it turns me. He keeps turning me and going over. Like there's nothing I can do about this. And it was, yeah. it was. There was sometimes it's like, it's like the only reason I, I really did fish back there was because I was too terrified to go anywhere else. Because <laughs> I, at least, where, at least where I was, well, I was, I had like the land kind of blocking the, uh, the the full effects of the wind. But if I if I got about 20 feet away from like the, the shoreline, dude, it, it became an ocean. Like it's just a wild, just wild water, like waves and uh, and just difficult, difficult to maneuver. And it was a, I you know it. it there's no excuses because people caught fish in crazier conditions than I did that day and got the <laughs> big fish. But you know, the one thing that kind of bugged me, um, in my, I was listening to um, Drew, Drew Gregory. Uh, he posted something, you know, how he is on his Instagram. He tells you everything he's doing. You know, he's packed up from this spot and he's moving to that spot. I'm like, 
why don't you and like when you, when you hear about how he pre, he prefishes, you know, he talks about the buffet. You know, he goes in, he gets a little bit of everything, um, and then then he goes back once he finds what he likes. Then he goes back and starts filling his plate with the good stuff. Look back, I'm like, you know, you didn't have that. Like you, like you, you lived and died by like one or two decisions. Uh, and then, but you know, this guy over here, he has. Just he he like he like he he spent his time pre fishing like just looking at stuff all day you know all day every day you know and I'm just like that might be the you know the the, the next the next thing for me it's like you know how I approach pre fishing um and not getting caught so caught up because you know I'll be honest with you that area that we fish I, I've been looking at it since December um and a few other places but like that spot you know, I, I like for some reason I already knew that I was gonna fish that spot. Um, and it, that was just the way it is. And now I look back, like, why were you like that? Like you had Cody Milton, you know, I stayed with him at Wednesday night and I didn't see him again, uh, because he went all the way up North and slept in his van, uh, because, you know, just or whatever, you know, two hours away from where he had a, a uh, Airbnb that, that was his dedication to finding the fish and find the good spots. And then he, and he looked back like, Oh, that's how those guys catch the big fish. That's how, that's how those guys win because, uh, the way they pre-fish, the way they break down water, they don't get so fixated on, you know, just one spot or two spots and think they got a plan. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and you really have to do that. You know, when I pre-fish, I try to hit two places a day just to, just so like, like you said, to sample a couple different things. Like Drew said, you want to sample a couple different things, you know, like I spent half a day way up a river one time, you know, uh, so then I spent another half a day on a bay, and I spent another half a day on another bay, and then another half a day. Sometimes it's three places, you know, if they're close enough, and I and I feel like I can hit those areas. You know, it was a little hard on Champlain to do three places a day because each each bay is so big, and there's so much to check out in yeah. each one. I didn't feel like I could do three places, but you really that that's really what you got to do. I mean. Drew, Drew's right. He's an amazing angler too, man. Talk about, I would love to know where he went because, right, he went back someplace in a creek, and I went back several of these creeks. I could not find big fish. And I was just like, they're just not back here. No, and then he's just like, oh, giants! I mean, come on, <laughs> man. But, but, you know, it's funny, like, because I, I imagine, because, you know, I talk to people, it's like, man, I – I did go that spot during pre-fishing, but it's just like, what are they doing? Like, I mean, like I'm looking to catch fish, and they're looking, and they're just looking at areas, and like, okay, there's going to be fish here, because that was one of the reasons I didn't go back down south because I didn't catch anything during pre-fish. I saw a lot of good spots that looked juicy. Uh, you know, I, saw, I found a lot of good grass edges. Uh, you know, I, I saw some of the, like some of the creeks and things like that, and you know, I knew these areas in the past had produced fish for people. Uh, I went down to uh, Lachute River, where uh, where Eric Jackson had a very successful. Uh, FL or FW whatever um, performance, and um, you know, but like during prefish, I didn't get anything. But I, are you supposed to get anything during prefish? Because I mean, like, you, is it? You do, yeah. You should. <laughs> they say you do get something. Or you get nothing. You, you get you get absolutely nothing. Like prefishing is a it's a weird concept. Like sometimes I, sometimes I wish they just took it out. Like you weren't allowed to prefish, and you just go and you pick a spot on game day and you just get after it. Oh, um, that'd you know, be wild, man. That'd be, but, <laughs> that'd be really but, hard, man. But like, to me, pre-fishing has never been like a um, – I mean, it, to, to me, it, it only tells me, like, what's in the water, like, what you know, where the grass is, where the uh, 
you know, the ledges are or the uh, whatever, like the, the spots that could be potential to hold fish. Because I don't know how many times I've caught fish and gone back there and the fish has moved, especially if you're doing like a, if you find an offshore bite. Uh, it's one of the reasons I don't really like I, I have no confidence like chasing smallmouth because I've had them move on me before and I don't know how to find I don't know how to chase them down. Um, you know, so that's one of the reasons why I've always avoided them during tournaments. But it's just to me, like pre-fishing is just such a difficult thing to 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 do. Like, like how to match it up with how you're going to do on the tournament day because it's just, it's just it's just so different. Like every day is different. The fish don't care about what you thought you figured out. Whatever pattern you had, that pattern goes out the window. What do you do now? And then now you just got to go fish again. And usually how it happens to me, I just whatever I figure out on you know pre-fishing. Just forget about it because you got to you got to learn this shit all over again from day one. Uh, I've never I, said that, man. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, this guy got two weeks of pre fishing in, or this guy got ten days, and I can't do that." And you know that gives him such a big advantage. And, and then when you look at it, a lot of times, like this last event, that guy had three. Vaughn had three hours of pre fishing. Three hours of pre fishing. You can pre-fish too much. Yeah. You can go down too early. Like you said, a cold front moves in, and it was in the 80s, and now it's in the 60s. All this stuff can happen that will change bites. You can find a shallow bite, cold front moves in, fish move out. You know, all that stuff can totally happen um, with pre-fishing. You know, and, and, and sometimes pre-fishing is more about finding where not to go. That's so you fish a lot of yeah. unproductive water. You're like, you're fishing, you're like, this looks juicy, but I ain't catching anything, you know? And it's not always about finding the fish, honestly. People always say, man, I, you know, I got to find the, the fish where everyone else is going. And it's like, you need to find fish that are going to bite your the way you fish. Yeah. You know, because quite honestly, a lot of people went to Ticonderoga. A lot of people went down there and did well, but Man, if you go down there and you don't, and it's not your style or whatever, you know, whatever it is, whatever the whatever the situation is, and you just can't get it together down there. That's not the place for you, man. That's that's yeah. how I look at it. I fish a little different than a lot of people, man. So I don't really necessarily care where all these other people are fishing because I gotta find my own thing. I gotta find the ones that are gonna bite for me, you know, and right. how I'm gonna fish. And, and there's a lot to that because you know, and, and you'll see the better anglers do that too. They're not really all that worried about where the other good anglers are fishing you know they might want to fish them where they are but they're not really trying to chase down that their bites right well that, that was kind of, that was kind of why i gave myself a break for this tournament i mean obviously i had you know i had to like be realistically on my, my skill levels and like you know fishing like really bad conditions but it also it's like i picked that spot to go to because when i got there it's like oh wow this has everything that i like to fish the grass came in Exactly. All just like, but who knows? Like any other day, that could have been the spot. You know what I mean? I mean, I was down there all by myself uh, with fish. Uh, you know, I, I just couldn't find the big ones there. But I mean, like any other day, it could have been. Maybe, if, maybe I would have been there uh, a week prior. I would have caught them on. I'll cut them on beds. Or maybe next week, once they get once they get recovered and they're not so beat up from the spawn, I'm down there and I'm catching 17 and 18 and 19 inch fish. You know what I mean? It's just like a lot of times you just got to accept the fact that like. It just didn't go your way and be happy that you were able to produce a limit in such bad or such tough conditions because yeah, a lot of people didn't, you know, and you did good, dude, man. You did good for your first Hobie event to get where you got to get. I mean, that, I mean, that, that's really good, man. Cause these guys, 
everyone in there is, is a hammer, man. Even yeah. the guys that, that you maybe don't know or, or hear their names because they're locals and they can't, you know, they got day jobs and they got families and they can't travel around and stuff. Almost all those guys who signed up for a Hobie event, who dropped the two hundred and sixty dollars, they're all amazing sticks, dude. So when you're when you're above the fifty percent mark, man, that's like right. a really good thing for your first one, dude. I mean, seriously. Yeah. No. No. I, I, I'm still like I, I never left. Every day I was I was happy. I was like I mean I, I was like I was, my, my my only problem was is like you know when you, when you look back in hindsight, it's like what could I have done better? And like I'm sitting there thinking like I don't know what I could have done better. Um, I, you're like well, one of the things I'm afraid of like if you move. And, and I did move a little bit, and you get there, and, and things are still tough. Things are still hard. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those things. Unless you have like a, I don't know, I don't know the secret yet, and maybe that's like the next part of like my evolution. You like, you like when when you talk about when I was looking at Drew Gregory and like why he moved when he did. He knew why he moved. He knew why he started off this point, and he got it. He got his bite there, and then he knew once the bite died there, he went to another spot where he knew the bite. It's almost like he had it down to a science of when the bite was going to start here and when the bite was going to start there. And, like, you know, one of the things I was thinking about me, if I move, dude, I'm just moving because I'm not happy with what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not moving because I have, like, a, uh, a solid plan or, like, some like, mathematical approach to this game. I'm, I'm just moving because I'm not getting my way right now. I'm, I'm moving because they're not hitting the chatterbait. Or when I drag a, a Texas rig, they're not interested in it. You know what I mean? That's why I want to move. But, you know, what I did there is, like, I, I just – I didn't move. And I just started throwing different things and trying different stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit, that worked. Uh, and then and that was just – the whole day was like, well, that worked. And it, just, it was just it was a constant thing like that. But I think the moment when I realized, you know, when, when you do have spots, I, you know, like you know exactly why you're going there. You're not just going there because you're not happy with uh, the fact that you're not catching fish. You're going there because, oh, wow, this might be the time when the bite starts or, or whatever. I don't know. When, when, when I listen to people talk, like when I listen to Drew talk, I'm like, oh, shit, he had a really good plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, Drew has a huge amount of time on the water. You know, he yeah. grew up fishing. He's a really good angler. He had his TV show. He ran river bassin. You know, so he's got uh, such a wealth of information that it's it's easy for him to know when to move. Right. And to be confident in it. You know, because it's not just knowing when to move, but feeling confident in it and not second-guessing yourself once right. you move. Right. Because that takes away from what you're trying to do at this other spot, which yeah. is catch the fish. Because every time you're thinking about that other spot and you're looking over your shoulder, you're not making the right cast. You know, you're not focusing in on the moment and, and exactly what's happening in front of you. You know, and that's one of the things, especially when, when I hear Drew talk, man, the confidence he has is just it, – it's it's really something to behold, man, you know. Um it's, that's just time on the water. It's, it, it, I, I'm not always that confident. I'll be honest. Sometimes when I move, yeah. I'm like, uh, I've waited <laughs> another hour with it turn back on back there. You know, it, it's yeah. really not what you want to do. You really want to be like, they shut down, they moved out. I, I stuck them all. Yeah, time to move. That's the right decision. I'm going to. I'm going to. You know, point B, and they're they're going to be there biting, and I'm going to focus completely on that. It's yeah. hard to do, but I mean. With Drew, man, he's, you know, and if you've ever seen him fish, man, he he fishes fast, man. I fished behind him a few times, and man, I and we started out kind of like together in, in on a, a river one time, and he just went down it so fast, man. I was like, by the time I felt, I felt like by the time he was done, yeah, yeah, 
he's he's yeah he's got a, he's got his own style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You say someone's a power fisherman in the kayak world, I would say it's true. <laughs> no, absolutely. absolutely. I, I don't think he throws finesse. Uh. <laughs> no, I man, I don't think so. It's a jackhammer. Yeah, <laughs> it's a jackhammer. All right, well, well, so looking back, uh, and we'll write this thing up soon. Um, what would you like to do differently? Because I regress, but now that we're, <clears throat> we know where we placed, um, and we know how it went down, uh, and now we can look at hindsight. Uh, maybe maybe that's not something you should do, but I don't, I don't think you learn anything from not doing it. Like I think you, you kind of got to look at like, like and really break down why things. And when I say poorly, I don't mean like horrible. I'm just saying like I mean we didn't get first place, and that's what we all want, or we didn't cash a check, right. and that's what we're all there for. Um, and you know we didn't cash checks, so you know my, my you know my honest assessment of me is like you you I really need to learn how to pre-fish better. Like I, I need I need it like me personally I need. To find an approach uh, when I look at like what I did at uh, this this event and what I did at uh, Candlewood, like these are these events that I have, you know, to me two days is enough. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to go there anymore. My brain can't handle that kind of input, but like that's what I look at. It's like two days, uh, but I, I don't think I'm utilizing the, the, the days that I have appropriately, and that's that's what's causing me some uh, some uh, some hard times when it comes to game day. Yeah, I mean, you want me to comment on like what you can do better? <laughs> yeah, 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 why not? Why not? Why not? Man, honestly, you, you, you got to break it down. You just got to say you're going to go to two places. You know what I mean? You got to go to your A place and only spend so much time there and then go to the next one and only spend so much time there and force yourself to go to different places that are, like, far apart, you know. Because um, sometimes pre-fishing, when you look at lakes, you, you, you're like, well, this is the only area that looks good, and you really got to, like, force yourself to, to move to these Leave other it. places. You know, for me – the one thing that I would have done different, I've gone main lake after the smallies. Main lake after risked it all, should have risked it all, flipped my kayak twice, man. I mean, if that's what it took to win, that's what it took to win. Dude flipped his kayak twice and he won. I mean, he was fishing some crazy water and that's what it was, man. I mean, and, and, and I knew where some really good smallies were. I knew, and there was a giant area too, so it was like you could move around on it. Um, yeah, I need yeah. to grow some bigger balls. That's what I got out of it. Well, let me ask you this. We'll end it on this. Um, like me, I was happy. Uh, there was one point. It's like, Josh, just get a limit. Uh, if you can get a limit, two day, two two day limits. Uh, that's gonna look good because because there's gonna be a lot of people who don't get limits. And if you get a decent limit, if I if I, if I get in the eighties, twenty an event in an event like that. Now, granted, I don't have anything going for me right now, so. That works for me. I don't know like where you are in the scoring and how important uh, you know, like points mean different things to certain people. But you know me, I feel like I do a lot with just you know good limits. Uh, you know what I mean, and not be so uh, greedy at this point right now. You know, later on when I build that confidence, you know, go big or go home. But I think right now, like you know, uh, limits are really important to me. Like like when I got when I got a limit out there, even though it was in the seventies, I'm like, dude, it, it took so much pressure like off my back. Like I, I was I was able to focus on. Uh, now I can make decisions and feel a little bit more comfortable because it doesn't matter. I got a limit. Uh, now it's all about just finding that big, like, that one seventeen inch, that one twenty inch that's really going to put me above every, uh, some other people. Yeah, man. Like you said, limits are everything, and that's where it, and that's where it starts. Is catching a limit two days in a row. That is not as easy as it sounds because things change, like we've already said. You know, and I think that's everything, man. And honestly, two days of eighty inch limits. If you have mid eighties. And a lot of times that's a good check. 
Yeah. Two days of 85. That, a lot of times that's a good check. Here, not so much. In a few other places, it's a little bit harder. You got to do up from there. But just catch the limit, man. That, and honestly, that's the, that's the first thing I focus in on, man. It's just getting my limit in the morning. I just want to get my limit and then I move on. You know, I try not to think about it, but honestly, it's really nice when you get on a flurry, even if they're all 12s. You got five 12s in there. And when you start fishing around, you're just not like, you know, one o'clock rolls around. Where's my fifth fish? Yes, yeah. It's a 12, but you got them, you know? I mean, you just, it's, it's just so much off your mind. So fill in your limit, man. It's, yeah. That's, that, that's like my first thing in my mind in the morning. I just want 12. Just want <laughs> you No, know, just give me five 12s. That's fine. <laughs> right. It, it can only get better from that point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You got your limit. Now you move up. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. What's next for you? I know me. I'm definitely doing the Susquehanna. I'm just going to call it the Sussy because I always butcher it when I say it. And Jake Harshman listens to this, and he always makes fun of me. He always makes fun of me. So, uh, But that's my that's my next event. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do at least two more uh, Hobie events because I'm kind of obsessed with the uh, the whole Hobie thing right now. So uh, well, what's next for you? Doing two more, man. I, I, plan, I think I'm going to be at the Susky. I'm not sure yet. I still have to work out a couple details. One of them's housing. I don't have any housing yet for it. So I got to – Got to figure something out for that. I, I really want to make the Susky after last year. I want a little. I want some payback, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I want some payback. Last year I kicked my butt, and I want to. I want to change that around a little bit. So yeah, right. Sus Susky or Wisconsin be one of the two. Be my next. Yeah, those are the two I want to do now. I, I really want to do lacrosse, and uh, the Susquehanna is just too. It's too close for me not to do it, and it's another. Yeah. It's another. It's another three, four hour trip for me. So it's just like. You know, if Hobie's gonna come this close to me, I might, I need to do it. So hell yeah, man! I, I I love hearing that attitude, man. If it's a big event and it's close by, let's do it, man. You yeah. know what I mean? I wish they'd come by me a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. So, is there anything else you got going on right now? No, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Just kayak fishing. East West Harbor's coming up in two weeks, I guess. Right, two three weeks for uh. Uh, yeah, KBF man, you know, for all the guys in Northern Ohio and Michigan and stuff, that's a killer event fishing those harbors, man. If, if you know, just a little plug out if anybody's thinking about doing it, they should. It's a good fishery. Oh, cool, man. Was there anyone you want to thank right now? I don't. I, it's been a while since we talked, or a few months. I don't know if you got new sponsors or whatever that's making fishing easier for you. But this is your yeah, uh, yeah no one new. But look, yeah, I'd like to thank my biggest sponsors, man. You know, Hobie being my biggest sponsor. Thank those guys so much. They make the world's best kayaks. Mirage Drive is amazing. Check out your 360. Check out the new links. That's amazing. Hobie dealers have them all across the country right now. Um, Strictly Sail and Kayak uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank those guys. They've been supporting me a long time. They're kind of the ones that even got me into competitive kayak fishing. Um, fishing Online, thank those guys. They've been huge. You know, they're, they're a big help. Uh, you know, those are my those 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 are like the three biggest ones right there. So I like to just thank put a little plug in for those guys. And thanks for again, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on and talk, man. I uh, love talking with you about kayak fishing. It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, man. I always learn something here. I appreciate the uh the friendship that we've created. And I dude, I enjoyed meeting you in person. Maybe next time we'll be on shore, we can go grab dinner or something like that. Oh, I would love that, man. I'd love that. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. Uh hopefully I'll see you in a few weeks or about a month. But uh man, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Take care. All right. Bye.